Welcome to a football show, Thursday edition, live from Sinker's event space here at the Track 1 building, where we will be hosting an NFL draft party right here next Thursday. This time next week, well, I guess a couple hours later in the evening, uh, we will be hosting a draft party, of course, right here at the Sinker's event space. Uh, of course, brought to you by Sinker's Beverages. Over there in East Nashville, also Bluegrass up in Hendersonville, the reigning defending champions of liquor stores in Nashville. Of course, Nashville's seen best liquor store of 2022, and the reason you hang out with them is because you get to come to events like this. Got lots of other cool prizes. We'll tell you more about those a little bit later on. Kingston Group, buildkg.com as well. He is Zach. I am Braden. Zach, good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. I'm excited to talk about these prospects, and I'm ready to really get into it, but more importantly, I am ready for the NFL draft to be here. And I'm ready to be back at this space in one week, back at this space, hanging out with a bunch of our uh, fans, our listeners, and having a private show, exclusive show just for them. And seeing what the Titans do and how they mess things up for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I will tell you a little bit more about that draft party uh, coming up a little bit later on in the show. Of course, because we got some really cool stuff planned. It will be totally catered by Jasper's, of course. All you can eat, all you can drink. We got some beers and some uh, wine and some, I've just been told today, Zach, some batch cocktails. There'll be some custom cocktails served as well. Uh, we might have some prizes and some giveaways, all kinds of really fun stuff for everybody. Again, we'll tell you more about that. The tickets are in the tweet and in the Facebook and YouTube link as well. We've and they op- will be going public. So if you yes. are a premier listener who watches this show religiously and goes to the YouTube channels and subscribes and has your notifications on and you still haven't bought your tickets, good <laughs> luck because they're about to go public and they will go fast. They, they will. And we've not really given it access to the public. We wanted you guys to have access to it first. You bought a bunch of them. There's a few left, not that many. We're going to get those uh, out to you guys over the course of the next week. But you're right. I am Like I cannot, it feels like it's been forever getting to this point and we are one week away and I'm very excited about that. On Monday, we're going to give you an entire rundown of every defensive prospect, but since the Titans needs are far more focused on the offensive side of the ball today, we'll focus on one subject and one subject alone on a football show, rate, review, subscribe, turn on all all the notifications, one subject, and one subject alone, the Titans signing Chris Moore. We're going to spend 50 minutes, Super Bowl, 50 minutes. We're going to spend on a seven year veteran who caught 48 passes last year, Chris Moore. No, we're going to go every single position today on the offense, and we're going to give you our top five players at each position for the Titans. But it's not the top five best prospects available because that would be stupid. Yeah. I mean, you you can go to any (laughs) big board or go to any like freaking website. This is. This is Titan specific, right? Like we want when we're giving you this list, you're gonna be like, you don't even have Bijan Robinson on your running back list. Well, no, because I don't think first up Bijan Robinson will be an option for the Tennessee Titans because you're not gonna be able to offload Derrick Henry for draft picks more than likely because of this running back draft classes because. They need different kinds of running backs at different positions at different levels. There's different priorities for different players. Part of the reason you shop at Sinkers or use the Kingston Group or listen to a football show or football on other F-words is because you get more nutritional content. You get something different, something better than the other guys. And so we're going to give you those top five players, but it's packaged with value in the draft, the slots and the picks that the Titans have, and then the players that we like. So you're going to hopefully get a 45-minute uh, PhD on where the value in the draft and the positions of need where they marry for the Tennessee Titans. So, for example, like we'll, we'll get to the quarterbacks here if you want to get started. Are you ready? Yeah, you to, let's do it. You guys did have a cage match, by the way. Uh, it's epic. And, you and her. And it's being it's being considered for Emmy. <laughs> yeah, it's a Webby. Is that what it is? No, an Emmy. You can. Well, no, we we wear a video, so we're going straight oh. to Emmy. Okay, I, 
I didn't know that. We that, skip. We skip everything. I didn't else. know Emmys included. Uh, so good. YouTube that's, well, that's how it okay. happens. Um, so they had a huge discussion. Go check it out. A lot about Trey Lance, C.J. Stroud, all that kind of stuff. But for example, uh, we again top five positions, top five players for Zach and for I for at every single position in the draft based on value and who we think with fairness and we're not trying to Just say like. Quick. Bijan Robinson is not available in the third round. Okay. Door, doors open at 6.30 p.m. for the guy who is late to this. Please don't be late to that event and, and yes. next week. So uh, Doors will open at 6.30. Doors will open at 6.30. The bar will open at 6.30. The food it's will be here today. before 6.30. <laughs> can't get to places on time. Can't get to places. Um, and then, of course, we'll go live when the Titans go on. So we'll have a live reaction to their pick. Might be some special guests as well. And then we'll and, and the entire time, we're going to have some private stuff for people that are just here. So if you want to get all that private stuff that are just here, maybe some giveaways, some contests. I know that there's going to be a moves. bottle of bourbon so, given away. It's possible. It's so possible. you this better is, show up. This is why you sign up for the in-crowd with the, our, our wonderful partner, partner, Sinkers Beverages. Let's show everybody what we're talking about here with the quarterbacks. Yeah. So, like, for example, my top quarterbacks would be, and I know you've got a great stat we're going to get to on quarterbacks, but my top quarterbacks would be Bryce Young 1, Anthony Richardson 2, C.J. Stroud 3. And I would only the reason I have those three is because those are the only three I would take with the first pick of the 11th pick, their first round choice or trade up or. And I'm not sure I would even do that in theory. But if they're picking at 11, my order would be Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud in that order. I would have Will Levis as number four, but I would not take him unless I'm taking him in the second round. I would not take him at number at number 11. Hendon Hooker would be my fifth quarterback. And again, only in the second round. So we're pairing value with Titans need with our rankings to give you more nutritional content than you'll get anywhere else. I only have I cheated. I only have three quarterbacks. I think that's in my top five. I think that's and it's the same order that you have. It's Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud. We've talked a lot about the and yeah, we talked a lot about quarterbacks. I'm not if I'm sitting in the second round, I'm the Tennessee Titans and everybody. If I don't have the conviction to draft my guy at 11, then why am I? If now listen, Will Levis and Hidden Hooker, if they're in the fifth round. Let's roll. <laughs> but that's not realistic. If there's some Dak Prescott esque right, right. falling, then you know I'm in. But you know, I'm not drafting there's only three first round quarterbacks. And the reason I've cut my list off is because if you go back dating from 2004 all the way to last year, the number of quarterbacks that are found in the first round that are franchise quarterbacks on average two. That's if you're in a good year. There's like a couple of zero fours, one of fours. And what I deem a franchise quarterback is someone that you feel strongly enough in your front office to give a second contract to, not a fifth year option, a second contract to. And you go back and look at through the last one to have three is 2004, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, and um, Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. The reason I this prompted is because we're talking, you know, everybody's arguing about CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, who's going to be the franchise quarterback. Well, and, listen and by everybody, you mean you and Mike. Yeah. Well, I, I think everybody in America is arguing over <laughs> everything. Um, well, that's, that's also true. <laughs> yeah. But the, the thing is, is that when you really get down and look at the numbers and look at the history, maybe it, you go back to 2020 and maybe Tua turns into the guy if he stays healthy, if they're really committed to him. You know, there's there were talks kind of like a Jalen Hurts. You know, there were talks around him that he may not be right. Tua may not be the guy. And you get to a point and you're like, well, maybe Jordan Love can sneak into this. Maybe he can get the second contract. It's, po it's possible. possible. Yeah. You know, but it's really just Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow out of that class right now for sure. So 
the chances of all three of these quarterbacks, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud, getting a second contract with the team that drafts them, like what, 10%, maybe 5%? I mean, well, like just, it's, yeah, it's I a mean, small, small data set. Even if you count a large data set, small percentage. Even if you give it to Tua and say he's going to yeah. get a second contract, which if he doesn't retire, he probably so that's does. every 16 that's seasons. Right. <laughs> even if you count that one, you're saying every 16th year, you're going to get a third franchise yeah. quarterback who gets a second round contract or a second contract, which is to me, I think I, I, I could see this being three. It's why I've got three. I, I think the Titans would take Will Levis if he's available at pick number 41. I know that doesn't make a lot of people very happy. I'd be curious what you would do. If the Titans no. took Will Levis, in oh, the, I would in the be, second round. I would be like, I'd just That's basically light a piece of paper that is uh, emblematic of or symbolism for the piece of paper they took up to the uh, podium to draft Will Levis, and I'd just light it on fire. Maybe I'd take a crap on it. Ooh. Maybe I'd piss on it. Maybe I'd p- wow. take a crap, then piss, okay. then light the toilet on fire. Maybe okay. just explode. Cherry it. bombs as well. Yeah. Uh, Hendon Hooker would be number five on my list, but I agree. Even at even in the second round at 41, I don't love them. There's certainly value, and I think Herndon said this best when you guys were talking about Trey Lance, and the reason the Titans drafted Malik Willis after drafting three other players is that they were throwing a dart. They were taking a chance. It was a risk worth taking on a player that has a lot of athletic ability. It's not going to work out. But if you have an opportunity to take value with that pick, maybe I could see Levis or Hooker in the So we're talking round. about like five quarterbacks that could go in the first round, right? The The best one with five quarterbacks in it was they went two for five in 2018. And that was Josh Allen Ho- and Lamar Jackson. You think Hooker goes in the first round? I think because of the fifth-year option. I think when you have someone yeah, that old that's maybe. got one foot in a retirement home, you have to have the fifth year option. I, I, I think there'll be three quarterbacks taken in the first round. So, but again, the odds of all three being second. I think there's going to be four. I, I think there will be five. Okay. And there's right. just because the fifth year option is so valuable. It's not because of skill, not because of talent or anything like that. It's because people want to compete. There's a lot of people with that. Minnesota, Tampa Bay, they're like, hell, the commanders. Go listen to um, our last episode if you'd like yeah, a thorough breakdown of the Patriots entire brought in Will Levis today there you go. Um, for a top 30 visit. You know, stuff like that. That fifth year option is very important. Uh, no D good. Buck's mom will not be making an appearance on the show. Uh, make sure you check out the Kingston Group and Seekers Beverages, of course. The Kingston Group. Uh, so you guys get the idea, right? We're going to go through every position on offense today. We're going to talk value. We're going to talk rankings and what the Titans need and try to marry all of that together so that you are fully prepped on every possible offensive option at every round where the Titans have a pick. We are not basing this off of trading up or trading back or trading back and adding a fourth rounder. I don't have any fours on my sheet, for example, right here, because we know they don't have any of those picks right now. We all would vote for them to move back from like 11 to 16-ish, 14 to 17 Pick up an extra third and a fourth, call it a day, draft the guy you want. We all know that, but let's not that's not what we're gonna yeah. operate I mean, on. The this good assumption. news is that Will Levis is gonna be a Houston Texan. So that's that's we don't really have to worry about a what girl can dream. A girl can dream. Uh sinkers beverages, of course, in East Nashville. Join the in crowd. Uh, they got all kinds of cool stuff. VIP allocations. They're gonna host the draft party event, by the way. Tickets available. Uh, we're gonna be right here in this space with food provided by Jaspers, and all of the money goes to to charity, our kids foundation, of course, over there on West End, taking care of kids in the community. So all the money to charity. It's going to be a super fun time. Lots of stuff to give away. So check out those tickets, please. Uh, and uh, make sure you remember Sinkers is the one doing all this for you. And then the Kingston Group, Nashville's locally owned custom home and remodeling firm. Don't do anything about your house until you talk to the Kingston Group. Okay, running backs. I would like to know, before we get into your list, at what pick would you would you take Bijan Robinson? 
Is there is there a number, a range where you trade back, you trade up from the second round? If he somehow falls and people don't like him, and we know the Titans do want to move on from Derrick Henry, if they somehow do that, is there a place where you're fine with the Bijan Robinson pick? It, it's it's <laughs> tough because obviously everybody thinks he's like the second coming of you know Earl Campbell. Name insert your generational quarterback here. I have a hard time believing. I think he's going to be more of like Saquon Barkley, boomer bust when he's available. But that's neither here nor there. Um, you can't pass up on the value of Bijan Robinson if you're in the twenties and he's still okay. there. I think that's right. I think if you're back in the twenties and he's there. You take the generational talent because I actually do think he's a generational talent. But well, now we just so. Say, so what changed? Because a few weeks ago we talked on this podcast because I brought up Adrian Peterson, and to me, I said to me that's a generational running back prospect. Yeah, I think and you I, said I think there's been you agreed more. with me that Bijan Robinson is not a generational prospect. I everybody said Kyle Pitts was too. And, I think we should all know. go back and listen to what, what was said because I'm not fully remembering. Yeah. I, I, what I would say I is... Remember, still I remember. Still trapped. I will say that Adrian Peterson is, what I've said my entire career, Adrian Peterson is the best running back prospect yeah. I've ever seen out of high school and then out of college. I will say LaDainian Tomlinson was technically before that. Uh, he reminds me a little bit more of Tomlinson than he does Peterson. I think he is... If you go like Bo Jackson, Herschel Walker in the 80s, and you go like Marshall Falk and Ricky Williams and Ladanian Tomlinson in the 90s, Adrian Peterson in the mid aughts, I don't think there's somebody there until like, I think Bijan is like the next tent pole of, okay. of, of those names or whatever. We'll see. But I don't, I'm but not 100% sold. But, but, we'll but unless you get a deal done for Henry before, He's not an option unless you trade back or then from yeah. 41 trade up. So yeah. not an option. So need, you need, let me say something, doing this exercise and looking at where people are going that you want or that the Titans should have interest in need a fourth round pick, man, that, that, yeah, that, I agree. that gap I agree. from the third round to the fifth round is deadly because if you miss out, if you don't draft a wide receiver, uh, in the first three picks, then you are almost doomed in the fifth round and then vice versa. Like your tight ends dwindle. You're the only thing that doesn't really dwindle are your running backs and your offensive linemen, everything, every other position just like dwindles in that fourth round because of the compensatory picks yep. that are just being yep. flooded. They're flooding the market. And if you do the exercise on one of the simulators, you learn very quickly that inside linebacker, which they could use, um, Running back, which they could use, not a huge need. They could use. It is a massive need. I don't know why people are okay, saying it's not fair. a need. Absolutely, which they need. And then inside, if interior offensive lineman, let's call it, very easy to get those guys in those those last three picks in rounds five, six, and seven. So you have to kind of figure out where you have to get probably three pass catchers, two receivers, and a tight end. And you probably have to. You can only get two out of the three in the first three rounds. Gotcha. So it, it I know that's complicated, but here's the idea. And this is what I want you to tell me. Is there a running back on your board in your top five that you would take with one of the first three picks? Yes. A, a la Darrington Evans. Number number ago? one. It's, it's the only guy that I got there that would that would take in the first three rounds, and that's Ty J. Spears from Tulane. They've had it, they've showed they took him out to dinner. They've had extensive pre-draft work done with them. They have done a top 30 visit with them. He is he is this draft class. He shouldn't be a hidden gem. I almost feel like he's like when he's talked about, everybody talks about him glowingly, right? Yeah. And then, but nobody hardly ever mentions him because running back's not a sexy position. It's like, you know, Zach Charbonnet it's or so something. So weird like that running back's not a sexy position. Yeah. It's but Tajay so Tajay Spears is the Tony Pollard to Derrick Henry's Ezekiel Elliott. Like they need a guy like Tajay Spears 
Derrick Henry is on the last year of his contract, right? Hassan Haskins has no juice in his game. He can be great as a plotting kind of like... He is what he is. Yeah, he is what he is. And they have nobody else. I mean, like, are we really going to try to sit here and try to, you know, talk up Julius Chestnut like Mike no, no, Harden no. would I, do? I wish they I wish they had Dontrell Hilliard, yeah, frankly. right. Now, get Tajay Spears and you have Dontrell Hilliard for a better version. Let, let me ask you this. So there's only two guys that I have in the first three rounds that I would take Tajay Spears and tank Bigsby out of Auburn. Those would be the only two guys that I would even consider. And even then I think I would still pass on them. It would have the to third be third round. round. It, only third round. Yeah. No question. I, I, yeah, I don't think you're going to find Tajay Spears or tanks Bigsby. If you're lucky, they're in the third round. I, 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 I literally think that Tajay Spears is going to go pretty high. So you cannot wait to the fifth round. So let me, those two. so let me ask you that. Let's say one of them is there and we like them. And the Titans like him too. All these things have to line up in the third round. What first? What happens? What has to happen in the first two rounds for you to feel comfortable using a pick on a running back? Wide receiver and offensive line. Done. I like it. Okay. All right. Give me your next names because I think we did this very separately. We did yes. this all separately, and I I like where you're about to what you're about to say. Pete. Uh, I'm going from Izzy from Pitt because I think he's a Derrick Henry clone, and I think you can get him in the fifth round. And I he maybe maybe not the fifth round because if I it seems like all the draft analysts the nerds on the internet like me are really high on izzy and i can see why but i feel like if you're looking for the next derrick henry not necessarily a two thousand yard rusher but if you're looking for the next big guy with the moves and the gear of a yep. smaller guy yep. izzy is the guy so, so he's I, my number two i think there's a handful of guys that fit that criteria from a skill set standpoint and a size standpoint but i also have israel abanakanda Israel Izzy, I've got him as a fifth round pick as my number two, basically best available. Take Bigsby was my number one, but I'm adding Tajay Spears on the fly here because I agree with you on Spears. So again, I, I think the size and the skill fifth round, fifth round running back. You can't, I don't think this team can afford to draft a running back before the fifth round. And even I, then I think I'd rather wait to the sixth or seventh. It, round. It's weird because in this draft, like if you went Jackson Smith and Jigba, then you went, let's say Cody mock. Okay. So that's, I, that's I a, your your interior offensive lineman. And that's an interior offensive lineman with Cody mock. Two that starters. we're talking about later, two starters that can also, he could play center. If you, if you need him to play center in a pinch, he could play tackle. If you need him to play tackle. In a pinch. So if you go with those two, don't you think if they took Tajay Spears in the third, and then you pick up a tight end in the fifth and, you know, that's, that's it's shaping not no, up it's not to be a good terrible. quarter, no, no. Uh, to a good draft. So I think here's the beauty of what, and this is probably, partly why we wanted to do this exercise. So you like Israel from Pitt in the fifth round. I do as well. 5'10", 216, a 4'4 guy. I like my next player on my board is Chase Brown out Mine of too. Illinois. You, I, it's totally underrated right now. I, if I you want so to talk well. about the guy that's the most underrated in this draft of any position, of any position, Ooh. it is Chase Brown. So not a great senior bowl. But what he did on the field matters, and what he did was at a high. He should be like very little supporting cast at yeah, Illinois. It just it's it's crazy when you go back and watch Chase Brown play and the tackles he breaks, and you look at take that tape, look at the metrics. You're like, how is this guy still there in the fifth round? So he he was in. I don't I don't want to say inefficient in a negative way because it wasn't his fault. He had a very low yards per carry because they gave him the ball. Like they would give him 40 carries in game at Illinois. And it's because they don't have a great passing attack. They didn't have a great, like they were trying to win games 17 to 15. And they were trying to win games by wearing you down with Chase Brown. And they gave him the football like crazy, very much the way the Titans have done with Derrick Henry the last couple of years. So I think Chase Brown in the fifth round, 5'9, 210, 4'4 guy, 
He can take the beating. That is what he is so good at. Big physical guy that can break tackles. I think he's a great value in the fifth round. Number three on my list, or I guess he's number four on my list, would be Chris Rodriguez out of Kentucky. I know you like him as well. Very similar to Izzy at Pittsburgh. Uh, a little less juice. A little like. less explosiveness. I have him at five. I, a little less explosiveness, but extremely physical, very straight line, great in his own scheme. I think you can get really good value with Chris Rodriguez, and you might even be able to get him in the seventh round. So, again, it's all about the value of targeting the position of need, where in the draft yeah. is the value. So, so I, I have, like Rodriguez I well. have um, Evan Hull as the – as my fourth. So okay. where you have Chris Rodriguez as your fifth, I have Evan okay. Hull as the, as my fourth because I think that what he presents is a different element than Derrick Henry. So he so you get the the role player that you need okay. in the sixth round. And I have Chris Rodriguez as seventh because that is tremendous value. I love Chris Rodriguez. And let's be honest, they didn't go up to the Kentucky Pro Day for Will Levis. They went up for Chris Rodriguez and then they brought Will Levis in a top 30 visit to talk about Chris Rodriguez and that's where we're at. Okay, I like that. Uh, I've got Kenny McIntosh at five. Uh, I also want to throw a name out there just if they get him in the seventh round because he's so small uh, and it doesn't traditionally fit in the NFL, but Deuce Vaughn out of Kansas State, keep an eye on him. He's a 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, guy, 180. He only ran a 4.56. His game speed is way faster than that. He made big play after big play after big play, carried just, Kansas State. He's very he's small. so small. He's very small. But in the seventh round, if you don't have a running back and all these guys are gone and you want something I bet, different I, than I think Henry, he goes undrafted. I, I would love to see them sign him undrafted. I but, would love to see Can him. we go back to Chase Brown real quick? Yeah, yeah. Elite college dominator rating of 42%, which is an elite running back one level stat, and a 9.79 RAS. Just want to throw that out there. Very 3,000 all purpose yards in the last two seasons and 18 total touchdowns. I don't, I fit the round all day long. Name another really good player on Illinois in the last two seasons. His brother, Sidney Brown. <laughs> He's the point is, he was the offense. Yeah, he was the offense. So, I listen, I, you don't have to convince me of Chase Brown. We, I, I was shocked that our that our list lined up as much as they did actually, to be honest with you with, with running back. So uh, there's also a lot of uh, Kenny McIntosh is another interesting one um, over 200 pounds, a little bit less explosive, but you know, is a professional coming from the Georgia system knows how to run the ball really well. Georgia running backs are everywhere. Professionals. Yeah. Well, that's I, well on off. On I wouldn't, I wouldn't on offense. Uh, Isaiah Wilson, <laughs> big professional. Well, he doesn't count. We're talking, come on, George Pickett. Stetson Bennett, huge professional. Look at the NFL last 20 years. There's a lot of great running backs from Georgia. <laughs> I just think he's a guy that will step in and not that he's sort of like a slightly better version of Hassan Haskins. So if you're looking to get a supplementary piece, I, I, I love, round. I love the slightly better Hassan Haskins. I like, Hassan Oh, that's Hassan. a great comp. I Let don't me, hate Hassan Sign Haskins. me up, baby. I like Hassan Haskins. Woo! I don't love Hassan Haskins. I like him. I love Sinker's Beverages and the Kingston Group and football and other efforts and stack in the inbox and all the other great shows on the 440 Sports Network. All right, uh, tight end. Let's get into some tight, tight ends end. here. Skipping wide receiver, going tight Because wide receiver is going to be a bigger chunk of the conversation. So let's go tight end here. Um, I'd like to know, same thing with, with B. John Robinson. Same question about Michael Mayer. Is there a spot where oh, you... Oh, 41 would, all day long. Or but back about in the low 20s. I was going to say 28, 29. You're, 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 taking him? you're getting someone very reliable. It's not sexy. Okay. You're not getting like the high end or super high end pass catcher that's going to blow by everybody. But that's not what you need. You need a Michael Mayer. Uh, you need the guys that I'm listing are all like that. You're the jack of all trades yep. tied in. Yep. He is Heath Miller. Okay. I like, that. I like that. And may not be sexy. He may not get you a thousand yards, but this team doesn't need an a thousand yard receiving tight end. They need a tight end that can complement Chigakonkwo 
And when he's in the game, when Michael Mayer would be in the game, the, you're not going to know what they're going to run. Exactly. Heath Miller, by the way, played a lot of NFL Oh, football. yeah. I mean, Heath Miller is, is... So let me ask you this. They trade back to 27. They're okay. sitting at the clock. They're sitting on the clock at 27. Bijan Robinson and Michael Mayer are both on the on the board. Who are you taking? Well, I think that I think I personally would take Bijan Robinson. Oh, really? And I think the Titans would take Bijan Robinson as well. Interesting. I will say this. Okay. I think that B because Bijan Robinson's talent's obvious, and and he's obviously going to bring you more explosive plays than Michael Mayer. It. I I will say this. If you draft B. John Robinson, you are trading away Derrick Henry for peanuts. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, I think Mayer is the better piece for the team. It's the better piece for the team, yeah. but if you're talking about big boards and how big boards are I, constructed. No, you're right. You're right. Bijan is definitely ahead of Mayer on my big board. I yeah. think Mayer is the better piece for the Titans specifically because you can just ride Henry into the ground uh, yeah. next year if you want. All right, number one tight end on my list. I think the number one on your list, number one in your hearts, Darnell Washington. Darnell Washington at 41. If he's available at 41. PFF has him drop into the third round sometimes. He's in I'm the third like, round. Give him to me. Yeah. Give him to me. Um, it, I, I've seen him in the first round too, though. So yeah. I've seen him everywhere. Yeah. I, I think that Darnell will be there in the second or third. I only think there's going to be two tight ends, and he's probably not one of them going in the first round. Uh, I'm I'm a little iffy on Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid's nowhere on my list. I don't need anybody with that. He, he can be as good either. as you want. You need someone that can do both. Dalton Kincaid, I don't feel like can do both. I agree with you. And so they're and considering that he has a back injury, the first time he goes up for a jump ball and he gets hit, everybody's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I have so I also do not have Dalton Kincaid on my list. Yes. I have Luke. I know you don't love Luke Musgrave. I have Luke Musgrave. Him and his three hundred yards receiving for career. Whew. I have him Sexy. at number two on my list, and it's because he does. Everything he played for an offense that was except a pro for style except for play offense. to his size and he, he was injured. Contested catches. They develop really stay good. Healthy. He done. Yeah, they develop really good tight ends. He's played both in line and the slot. He is. Um, he's a technically sound player at his position. He can do everything. You don't need to ask him to be your elite number one, but he's a perfect pairing with Chigakonku. But I also think he has the athletic ability to be a starting number one tight end. So I would take him at, in the second round. But not before Darnell Washington. So uh, I think it. he's going to go to the Raiders or the Saints. I think he's going to be a New Orleans Saints, and I think they're going to draft him in the first round because they're idiots. And I think that's I don't like him there. So <laughs> yeah. I would. The only time I'm looking at him is if he falls to 41, which I've seen a lot in these simulators. Uh, I don't. I don't but, know but he would not. It. But he would not be my top pick. All right. Who's because if he's fallen, then you have to assume that some of these other guys are going to be falling as well. So. That's why Darnell's ahead of him on my yeah. list. So. Uh, my number two is is Luke Shoemaker because again, you're getting him in probably the fourth or fifth round. Um, and I think that that is excellent value for what he brings. I think he has untapped potential as a pass catcher. He's got great athleticism. And I think that it kind of him and Tucker craft are like this because Tucker craft okay. is like Dallas Goddard. Luke Shoemaker is more like to me, like a Jason Witten. Like That's he can Hall of Famer right there. Yeah, but he could block and he can catch. No, I like his complete, big, his complete game. You know, like to me, that is where I'm kind of at with those two. Like, if they're there in the fourth or fifth round, which I don't. That's that's a lot to ask. That's a lot to ask, but we don't know where the how the NFL as a whole feels about the tight end class and the tight end position itself. It doesn't seem like they want to pay. Look at Dalton Schultz. Yeah, that's true. Was out and they didn't want to pay that's him. True. So I don't know how the NFL feels about this tight end. Class. I think you would have to take Luke 
Shoemaker, because you don't have a fourth, I think you'd have to take him with a third round pick. If you get a receiver and, a, and, a, and an offensive lineman with your first two picks, I could see them going Shoemaker with a third. But that feels a little high when you can get probably just as good a player or maybe slightly less than two rounds later in the yeah. fifth round. I think that's where I like the tight end. So number the next one on my list is Cameron Latu from Alabama. This is a to me, this is a very high floor, fairly low ceiling player. He is a guy that is a is going to going to come in. He runs very smooth routes. He's not a yak guy. He's not going to break tackles. He's not going to make a bunch of plays. But he played li- almost literally fifty percent in line and fifty percent in the slot. Eighty percent of his catches went for first downs or touchdowns. So he was the safety valve for Bryce Young the last two seasons. If you can get him in the fifth round, which is where he's going right now, projected wise, I think that could be clearly your number three tight end and a good value on the board, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, it's it's weird because like I like Luke Shoemaker and I like Tucker Craft, who had a top 30 visit, by the way, today with the Tennessee Titans. It was announced by Justin Miller, Broadway Sports Network and the Draft Network, Broadway Sports Media and the Draft Network and Music City Audible there you go. on the 440 Sports Network. Um, <laughs> That's a lot of plugs in one yeah, sense. <laughs> the, um, but yeah, it's like I don't I don't take those guys in the third, even if you have to, because there are is Cameron Latu, who's number five on my list. But the other one would be Payne Durham, who's number four. Number five. But you can list. get later than Cameron Latu, who is, in my opinion. Th- Ooh, th- I, I, <laughs> What's going through your head, Zach? <laughs> I think he's going to be the second best tight end out of this class. Payne, Dur- Payne Durham. Yeah, I think Payne Durham, okay. if he lands in the right spot, is going to be the second best tight end in this class. And we're going to be talking about Payne Durham. For decade, at least, okay. Because so I, this guy him, does it all. List. I've got him on my list, and I think you get him in the sixth round, which is yeah, really good seven, value. I think that's the value. Yep, six five two fifty. Not a speed guy. Zoom meeting with the Tennessee Titans, Payne Durham. By there the you way. go. Blocking upside, solid number two, big strong guy, great feet. I think he's a he. <laughs> I don't want to say any of the words that involve Jeff Swaim, but like he's like Craig Stevens that you can throw the ball to. If that makes sense, he's not as good a blocker as Craig Stevens. Obviously, he he's a Pro Bowl blocker, but I think from a sixth round standpoint, could you pair him with Chig and have them be the the guys for the next four or five years? I think that yes. absolutely could work. So there's really good value at tight end in the fifth or sixth round. So if you don't take one in the top two or three rounds, plenty of good value at tight end rounds five. Are we six, going to offensive line? You want to go line or you want to go? Uh, you want to save the wide receivers? Let's for save last? the wide receivers for okay. last. Okay, you. Well, you yeah, get, I, I can't believe you have this name on your list. I'm just now looking at his list. This this, this guy right here. Yeah. yeah well, he's, he's not a great guy, but yeah. he's a good wide receiver. We'll Is see. He? All right. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, of course, our entire show, football show, brought to you by Sinkers Beverages uh, and the Kingston Group. Um, look, listen, Sinkers Beverages, East Nashville, Bluegrass, and Hendersonville, locally owned, t- 2022. Best liquor store in the city by the Nashville scene, and it's because they do stuff better than everybody else. They've got this is this space right here that we're standing in right now. We're going to have the draft party here next Thursday. Tickets are available. You can get them in the show notes as well and on the Twitter account, at 440 Sports. Um, but they just do stuff better. VIP allocations, go sign up for the in-crowd. You get all kinds of cool stuff. They, we've already talked about this with them, and we can't give you any details yet, so we're sorry. But there are some potentially like legitimately awesome prizes coming up this summer for those of massive you, for those of you who like bourbon stuff I'll just that i don't think we're gonna get to we might do, not get to do it <laughs> but our listeners will and we're very jealous and i yeah if you like bourbon stick I'm, with, I'm, stick with the show i'm just telling you sinkers beverages bluegrass and hendersonville and a football show okay uh offensive tackles so i sat down and had a really tough time with this because yeah. i think there's two guys that i would take in the first round paris johnson at number one is one number one on my board at 11 
it changes the way the rest of your board works if you do that, but you can do it. If they trade back a couple spots, let's say 15, 16, 18, whatever, Darnell Wright would be number two on my list, but only if they move back a little bit because you could. there's some flexibility there in terms of positional needs. I'm not sure there's another tackle on the board that I take until the fifth round. Uh, Anton Harrison. Where where do you take him? I'm taking him in a trade back. So for me, it's Paris Junior, Paris Johnson Junior at number eleven, and then in a trade back, I'm taking Anton Harrison from Oak. Is it? Yeah, Oklahoma. Oklahoma yeah. Um, where where do you like? You get him at eighteen ish. Wherever you trade wherever back you trade to, back. and if okay. he's the best player available, you Got take him. Um, I I am only taking Darnell Wright in the second round. All right. I am in the minority. I, I understand it, but I don't know where his fit is and how it affects the offensive line. If he's the right tackle, do you really put NPF over at left guard? Who do you put Aaron? Do you bench NPF and put Corey Levin in and then Aaron Brewer's your left guard, which sounds don't horrible. Do, you don't, yeah, I don't want to do that. I, I or do you put Darn or do you draft Darnell Wright and put him at the guard position? And then he's your left guard and then you know, it's it's it to me, it creates too much conf- unnecessary confusion for a player who is really good. But it seems like, do you really need to draft confusion in the first round? I, I understand exactly what you're saying. It is a concern. Here's what I could argue, though, that the second they draft him, he's the best offensive lineman on the roster. And if he's the best offensive lineman on the roster, you, it's hard to pass that up. Yeah, but you can get the best offensive lineman on your roster somewhere else too. Also possible. We'll get, yeah. to, we'll get to guards and interior <laughs> offensive linemen in just a yeah, second. Yeah, it's just it's to me it's like I get that he's a really good player. I just have a hard time figuring out how I th- I feel like the ramification of drafting him is going to cause uh, again the Tennessee Titans to play musical chairs with the offensive linemen and by week 8 everybody's injured or everybody's finally gelling. And we've wasted half a season for the fifth year in a row under Mike Vrabel. Find people. I'm just at the point right now. Find people that do not that go in at the spot that you need. And the spot that you need is left guard. I, here's the thing, though, about right. Like, I think he has the chance to be the best offensive lineman in the draft. Uh, I, like, I like Paris Johnson a lot. There's some work he's got to do on his technique. He's extremely athletic, quick feet, quick hands. But w- when you talk about power, strength, Good versus good, best on best. Paris Johnson lost those battles against Georgia and Michigan, and Darnell Wright won those battles against Will Anderson and a few others. So I, I, I think there's a chance Wright is the best one in the group. I, I'm with you. I don't know where that is. If you could, if Dillard is flexible and they can move him to guard, and you think Darnell Wright's good enough to be left tackle, then I'm fine with you taking him. But you better be sure that he's playing your right. left tackle. It just so feels like you're just. Know. You're you're playing around think, in a position that you don't necessarily play around in the first round. I'm with you on this. I think Darnell Wright is going to be a 12 year NFL and, player, and he may. But like, does it does it help you year one? Yeah, maybe not. Maybe that not. that I guess that's that's the thing that I have a problem with is how does it affect this year? I agree with you. Um, I think he plays. I don't know where. Yeah. To your point, now and, uh, will, do you trust the Titans to figure that yeah. out? Uh, they got well. They got a new offensive line coach, so maybe we'll see. Um, uh, the next guys on my list, we can wait. We can go your list next because the next guys on my, on my list are all fifth round picks. I think there's a huge gap in the tackle value draft. I think there's maybe three or four names you might like in the first round, maybe early second round if somebody falls. But largely, I'm ignoring the tackle position after the first few names are gone. And once they get into the second round, if I'm a Titans fan, I'm ignoring the tackle position altogether. Lots of good interior offensive linemen that you can target in that spot. I'm ignoring the tackle. The only name I've really that I really truly like, because I think it fits all the things that Rand Carthon and 
Mike Vrabel have talked about is Braden Daniels out of Utah, extremely versatile, played all five positions, very athletic, uh, very versatile athlete. This is a guy who played a bunch of sports coming up in high school. If you can get him in the fifth or sixth round, which generally you don't find offensive tackles that late, I like him because he's versatile. I think I think you're looking at an offensive guard. In my my assessment of him is offensive guard. So he's my off, interior offensive lineman number three. Oh, okay. So All that's right. where I have him, and that's because he's in the fifth and sixth round. And in fact, there's a couple of different guys back in that back round now that you can get. He spells his name athletic. Though. Yeah. So there's that. But like. I'm with you. Braden Daniels fits what they want. They've shown interest in everybody at Utah. It feels like uh, the linebacker day a beat and um, now and Braden Daniels very well coached, but I have him as an offensive. Okay. Guard. Okay. So I'm with you. I wouldn't be upset I, at third. Yes. Fifth and sixth. I agree. No, I agree. And I've, so just, I'll give you my list so we can get mine out of the way. I like Tyler Steen. I like mm. Blake Freeman and I like Wanya Morris as well. None of those guys before the fifth round. All fifth round or later, if you can get them in those spots, there's some value there to be had. They're all athletic. They're all versatile. They've all played a bunch of positions. They're what the Titans are looking for. But I'll just get those names out of the out of the way because I'm not touching them in the, in one of my first three picks. Well, we're gonna have to talk about them. those guys because I'm gonna talk about you them talk right about. now. Is that Jalen Duncan is my number three, and he is a guy that they saw him at the Senior Bowl. They went to his pro day top 30 visit and a virtual visit with Jalen Duncan. And unfortunately, a lot of visits. I agree with you that Jalen Duncan, Tyler Steen, Blake Freeland, I would not normally draft in the third round. You're probably going to have to draft them in the third round because you don't have a fourth round pick. And <laughs> I, I would understand that it's a reach, but it's a reach out of necessity, not a reach out of assessment. But doesn't it still leave you with the same questions as Darnell Wright? No, because those are all guys that uh, I think Jalen Duncan is going to go. He's listed as a tackle. I don't okay. agree with okay. that. Okay, so you're saying because you think he slots in at left guard. Yeah, it's okay I, th I think what you round. have with Jalen Duncan, Tyler Steen, and Blake Freeland are two people that are going to just battle it out on the left side with Andre Dillard. With Darn Darnell Wright, you're projecting him to the left side. With NPF, you're projecting him yeah. in a different okay. spot. These guys, you're just like, okay, one of you two, you're both starting. Who's that left tackle? Who's that left guard? Let's figure this out real quick. Okay. And that's I how, can, and I, I can see that Blake Freeland will push. I, I think because of his size, Blake Freeland will push Andre Dillard on the inside. I think Tyler Steen and Jalen Duncan, I would just plug in if I'm the Tennessee Titans, even though they're tackles, I'd plug them in at left guard. I think if you can guarantee me that they can play left guard. Then I'm okay with any of these guys being. I've seen in the Tyler Steen play left guard at the Senior Bowl. I don't recall Jalen Duncan doing that. Freeland's a really big dude. Like Free, yeah, Freeland played both on left and right side. Um, I I think Blake Freeland is my number five, by the way, um, out of this list. But I think that with the athleticism that all three of these guys have, yep. I think that what you're looking at is. You're drafting them sort of with the idea in mind that, hey, we're probably going to start you at left guard, and then we're going to... Bless you. Radio. God, and then uh, we're going to maybe you. move you at left tackle once we get rid of Andre Dillard. I think that's possible. Again, you would have to... I think to take a player in the first three rounds... I think Duncan and picks. Steen. I think all. The, I think Duncan and Steen start at left guard day one. Okay, and I think Blake Freeland starts at left tackle day one Oof. and moves Andre Dillard into the inside. 
man, I've seen a lot of those guys going later in the draft. So I don't, if you can get, I think you can get one of these guys. Yeah, I'm sure you can, but I'm just saying I am throwing it out there. I'm not, I'm throwing it out there that there is a possibility because of necessity, not assessment that you may have to take them in the third round. All right. There you have it. Offensive tackles, which is sort of mixed with the interior offensive line here. A little bit. Uh, Here on a football show brought to you by, of course, Sinkers and the Kingston Group. All right. Let's get to guards here because I want to spend some time at wide receiver and we're going to do wide receiver at the end. So let's get to guard here. Now, every time I do the simulators, I start with Jackson Smith and Jigba mm-hmm. in the first round, and it gives me the draft opens up like a beautiful flower with the second round sitting there at 41 to take your favorite interior offensive lineman. That's beautiful. It's the, it is by far like when you take Smith and Jigba in the first round, you fill your number one biggest need, and then you give yourself the flexibility in the second round. If Darnell Washington happens to be there, you can take him. Third round pick, you know you can get your offensive lineman. We just talked about a few of the guys that could transition. But if you're talking about any of the top players at this position, except for maybe Osiris Torrance, who's probably a first round pick. Uh, and, and Good luck it, with the team that drafts and, 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 and I guess if Skoronsky counts, he's not in this conversation either. But if you're talking Joe Tipman out of Wisconsin, Steve Avila out of TCU, John Michael Schmidt at Minnesota, Cody Mock out of North Dakota State, those four guys could all be there at 41. Yeah, John Michael Schmitz listed? Yeah, yeah, John Michael okay. Schmitz listed. And that's my, my order would be Tipman, Avila, Schmitz, Mock, those four. But I love all four of them basically the same. And I would say that any of those four could be available at, at number at number 41. I think you might be able to take your pick at who you want, and they are all plug into left guard spot and play immediately. So you are taking John Michael Schmitz and Tipman out of center and putting them at left guard. They're all flexible enough to do it. Yeah. And yeah. and it gives you and it gives you a backup in case Brewer or Levin or whatever doesn't work I, out. I took them off off my list. I like I like both of them. Don't get me wrong. I took them off my list because they gave Aaron Brewer, which they shouldn't have, but I knew they would, 4 million dollars. I agree. So, if you to me, the best combination if you draft one of these guys would to be put Brewer at left guard because I think they're that much better centers and I, I, I don't know if I, I like that. I see what you're saying. Or you're going to have to draft another offensive lineman or get an undrafted free agent like an Anthony Bradford could be an undrafted free That's agent. That's true. Here's what I'll say. Uh, to your point, I will say that I think Tipman is the only one that is like purely, truly more no, of a Luke center. Weipler, I'm surprised that he's not on the I've got list. I've got him on my list, but he's down below a couple okay. guys. Uh John Michael Schmitz, though, has the ability to move around. Yeah. Like he could play left guard immediately. And then it's again, it's about where getting your your two best players at the right positions versus like maybe he's a little bit better of a center, but Brewer's so much worse of a yeah. guard that you don't want to do that. I, I think again, when you take Jackson Smith and Jigwin in the first round, you open up the second round to take your favorite interior offensive lineman to plug him in right away, and then you fix two holes with your first two picks, and you're good to go. My dream scenario is Jackson Smith and Jigba, if there is no trade-up for a quarterback. Jackson Smith and Jigba at number 11, Steve Avila at num- at, in the second I, round. I love Steve Avila. And I, I am I'm in. I love it. I am I am doing cartwheels. I don't care what happens the rest of the draft uh, pretty much. is like, if you or get those two, yeah, if you get those two, I I am in. They they make this offense better. Now, my one B or my very close number two would be Cody Mock because he is a guy that can play all the positions as well. Also insane, uh, which I, if, in a good way. I mean that in a good way. Uh, like here's what I wrote down about Steve Avila: big, gnarly dude, great hands, great strength. Here's what I wrote down about Cody Mock: incredibly intense, competitive, athletic. Is he a little too light in the britches? Uh, those are the only two things. That's why like, I think you have to play him at guard. I yes. don't, but I. They're both super athletic. Well, I'd say Mock is super athletic. Avila is athletic enough. Yeah. 
but it's what he does when if Steve Avila gets his hand on you, game yep. over. You're yep. going if you're taking him down, you're going down with him. So to me, it's and I'll include Tipman in this. I know you're not, but Tipman, Avila, Schmitz, and Mock. If those four are available in rounds two or three, you take one and you oh, fill. One your of those hole. are available in three. You just take. You're them. done. You're done. Now, what I think is interesting is if you somehow, some way, end up with other pieces in the first three rounds. Maybe it's a wide receiver, a tight end, and something else. Maybe it's a defensive end. Maybe it's a corner they see. Yeah. Maybe there's some value that falls yeah, to that. Julius Brintz, which we'll talk about yes. on Monday. On Monday. Monday, all defense, by the way. But if you then wait, there actually is still some good value in the fifth, sixth, and seventh round as, as well. So we're pretty much in agreement on the top names here. I, I, I did simulators all night the other night, and I got Ricky Stromberg from Arkansas in the fifth round at pick 147 almost every time I wanted to. So I, I'm a big Stromberg guy because I, I was a big Frank Ragnall guy when he was coming out of Arkansas and everybody looked at me like I was crazy and look at him. What is his, what does the head coach do? What is his trade for 35 years? He develops offensive linemen. Sam Pittman is an offensive line wizard. That is what he does. I like Ricky Stromberg a lot. Uh, I like uh, out of Alabama. If you're looking fifth, sixth round, my next on my list is Emil Ikior out of Alabama. Very refined, uh, gets better and better and better. Uh, really good mover, strength, not overly big, but I think big enough to play left guard if you wanted to play him. And then the name I would keep an eye on, I do like Whipler, but I think the guy that reminds me of the Vrabel sort of Carthon thing is Alex Forsyth out of Oregon. That's a guy extremely versatile, played all five positions, very athletic, good in space, great technique. He, he's been sort of the leader and the vocal leader of the offensive line for Oregon. So if you get him in the sixth or seventh round, uh, that's sort of where I'm at with there's a, there's some really sneaky good value. Yes. At the I got two more line. names to add to that because we yeah. already talked about Braden Daniels. Uh, John Gaines out of uh, UCLA, sixth or seventh round pick. I like him. Super supremely athletic. Uh, maybe not the functional strength. They're going to have to build up his NFL strength and power, but he's got everything that you need. This whole team is made up of lighter than normal offensive linemen that are super athletic to get out in space. And nobody, nobody is more athletic and it shows up on tape than John Gaines in this draft. And another one that's very sneaky that I'm surprised he's still in the seventh round, and I believe the Titans have been linked to him as well, is Anthony Bradford. Um, out of LSU. Out of LSU, who is sneaky athletic for a guy that would be a guard. He could be an undrafted free agent. I mean, he's bordering right there. But if that's it's a good value. Uh, to me, this is your Trey Smith of the draft. So you remember when Trey Smith went in the sixth round? This is the guy that you kind of zone in on in that sixth round. Maybe you take him around higher than projected because he's probably going to be that good. All right, we've waited 45 minutes now, 49 minutes, almost 50 minutes here to get to the wide receivers. Jackson Smith and Jigba is number one on my list and is the only one I take in the first round. Do you agree or disagree? Fully agree, and I think there's only going to be one more wide receiver, and I don't know who it's going to be yet. It's probably going to be Jordan Addison. I think every, I think the scouting community and Twitter community has soured on Jordan out Addison in the first round. But I think his route running and technical ability is going to keep. I think NFL teams are going to be higher on him than everybody else is. Um, how far? There's a question about Jackson Smith and Jigba. How far back could you trade and still get him? You think? Uh, I don't know if you can go by to past twelve, fourteen. I don't know if you can 12? go past okay. twelve. Uh, I think the then Texans you take would him take him, right? Like, don't you think the Texans would take him? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I think any. I, I think he is a absolute technician. He's got the agility and the quickness. He's a professional. He is a. He's, I'll we, say this. We've, we've talked about yeah. this. He was going to start. He's going to start in the NFL for ten years. As as it stands now, as I'm trying to get what I'm standing on back together. Uh, <laughs> as it stands now, as the draft order is set right now, 
with the way it should probably fall out, which is whether the Texans take a quarterback or a defender at number two. I think wide receivers to pick at number 12, so I do not think that you can wait to the 14th unless they trade out of the top 12 and their first pick is probably still going to be defense at number 12. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, especially once you trade Cooks. and uh, Yeah, yeah so makes- though as it sits now, I don't think you can wait. Okay. I think there is a chance you could, but man, that's a, that's a big risk to take. I, I think... It is not only is it the best for the rest of your draft strategy, not only is it the best player in the draft at the biggest position of need, it just makes the most sense. Yes. So it, I'm, I think that is my prediction as to what happens. I would prefer a trade back and then see how the draft board falls. But I think if they're sticking at 11 and picking, I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is the guy. Now, the question is, of any of the next guys, Addison, Quentin Johnston, Jalen Hyatt, all the Zay Flowers, if any of those guys are available at 41, who do you like? Jalen Hyatt the most out of that pick, uh, that group. I would go Jalen Hyatt, then Quentin Johnston, then Jordan Addison, then Zay Flowers. Really? I like Zay Flowers probably the most. Yeah, Zay- a lot of a lot of people are in love with Zay Flowers. I, like Zay Flowers. I, I think that he's probably the most – He's. I'm not saying he's not good. I think he's the most overhyped wide receiver in this draft class. I think he's the most versatile of this group. I think Jalen Hyatt does one thing very well. I think Quentin Johnston does one thing pretty well. I, I, think, think, I think in college you're right. I think in the NFL, it's not you're not okay. going to see that multi dimension. He, he he played inside, he played outside. They did a lot of motion stuff with him. He ain't gonna be able to play very outside. Very productive. Got got better every single most productive receiver in the history of Boston College. Rewrote the record book. So I could see who was, who was the most uh, <laughs> like who was been oh, before shit. him. I gotta, that's put me on the spot. I don't know BC's probably some white record, guy but, from the fifties. Yeah, somebody named Charlie Jones probably. <laughs> um, no, uh, Zay Flowers be the one I would think about. I I think Jalen Hyatt could be there as well. I don't think. Quentin Johnston is available. I don't even have Jordan Addison on my board, so I didn't even write him down. I, I don't either. I don't think Jordan Addison is a Tennessee Titan guy. No. Um, and, and I struggle. Like, Solid player, but. I, 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 I struggle with what I feel about Quentin Johnston. Is he just Corey Davis? Is he more than Corey Davis? Or is he Laquan Treadwell? Like, I, I feel like the range of Quentin Johnston's career is the least predictable out of all the wide receivers he's because it's Devin Funches at his best. Ooh, that's even worse than <laughs> that may be the worst than company. He's like skinny Kelvin Benjamin over here. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like well, who's a little, who's a little slower than you think. Yeah. It, I, I just struggle. Like I could see why the Titans would draft him at 41, but I don't know if I would, I would say that because uh, someone's talking about it in the chat. I just saw uh, Jason McDonald, I believe. If I have to choose between Quentin Johnson and A.T. Perry, Quentin Johnson the second and A.T. Perry in the third, I'm taking A.T. Perry in the third. I think there's a million dudes I'm taking in the third over Quentin yeah, Johnson. Yeah, but I'm just second. saying the, the big guys. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Or like Tillman, too. I guess Tillman would be. But I think Tillman is – I to me, Tillman's my number two. I think he's your number he's two. He's my number two as well. For the Tennessee Titans. And I think you can get him in the second, and you may be able to get him in the third. But I think that if you were to – even if you were to take JSN – and you double dipped to get Tillman, and you go JSN and Tillman, they're going to have to call the hospital and ambulance to come get me because <laughs> I, my erection will last longer he, than four hours. It's a scheduling conflict is what that is. Here's the, the strategy that is most interesting to me. Wide receiver at the first round, interior offensive line in the second round, wide receiver in the third round. That is an White. interesting strategy. You get tight end, linebacker, running back in the last three picks where there's still value, as we just explained. We haven't talked about linebacker, but we'll talk about that on Monday. Lots of guys you can get whatever round. 
But I love Cedric Tillman. I think you, I think he's one million percent there at forty-one. Yeah. So the question is, how much do you love him? If you love him to be a starting player, and you've already drafted a receiver, it might be a weird look, but you do it. Do it. Oh my god. I think you can. I think you can get him in the third. I think you might be able to get him in the third. Maybe able to. Because I think all these speed guys we're going to talk about. Because I, I like of the of the little. Let's call them the little speed guys. Little fellas. Tyler Scott, Marvin Mins, Jordan, Jaden Reed. Of those three guys. They're all Jaden Reed's the biggest, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Five, yeah, five ten. Of those three guys, I like Tyler Scott the most, but I think all three of those guys are going to have very different uh, grades amongst NFL yeah. teams, and so they could easily go before Tillman because of the injury status and because Tillman doesn't have that explosive thing that people look for. But he's really good at everything else. Cedric Tillman is a almost complete player. He's just not a burner or a guy who's going to catch the ball and like make a bunch of people miss. Like so you that. have Tyler Scott as three. I have Jaden Reed as my three and Marvin Mims is my four. So we're talking about the same Basically. kind of wide receiver, right? So Marvin Mims is falling down draft boards supposedly, or maybe the, I, I guess I, I shouldn't say falling down. He, according to NFL teams, he hasn't been as high among the NFL teams as he is the draft scout community, because I think with his size and I think there's a little Jalen Hyatt uh, critique to him. It's just like it's maybe he's just a one trick pony, but I like what I see. I like him a lot on tape from all three of these guys from a physicality standpoint. And that's why I am not there on Zay Flowers. So I don't think there's any physicality to his game. The difference between him and these three yeah, guys is, around later is to me is like you. if I need someone to go no, block outside or get physical and make a contested catch, I'm taking any of these three guys over Zay Flowers, and I'm definitely taking Jaden Reed. And to me, and I talked about it on Second Inbox, I talked about Nishan, talked about it on Football and Other F-Words. Jaden Reed, to me, is the guy that screams Tennessee Titan. He can play inside. He can play outside. He can return your kicks. He's a returner. That's a good one. He, he's a very good contested catcher, yes. he needs to, he, which is also a very much a, a variable thing. He needs to work on sort of consistency, um, in terms of the easy catches, but yeah, I think I think he does a good job. Contesting. He battled. You have to go look at his twenty-one tape because he battled several injuries that happened before the season and two at the beginning of the season, including a lacerated back. But this guy's only missed one game due to injury, and it was the game following the lacerated back when he went like corner of the uh, of uh, the opposing bench. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, he hit the. Th and yeah, he, hit, he went that. right in the middle of the back and had to get stitches. One thing to keep in mind about his twenty-one tape: there was a guy in the backfield taking a lot of focus off of off of him, which is Kenneth Walker, of course. Which is a good thing for here because there's a guy in the backfield taking a lot of pressure off I, of him. I like Mims because of what he what he's really really good at, which is he's explosive, but he also is very good at the crossing routes, the post routes, the drag routes. Right. What do the Titans like to do? All love that play action stuff across the middle. He's very good at that. I think he's consistency was an issue for him, but he's been around a long time. I still like Scott a lot out of You Cincinnati, know what's weird about Marvin so. Mims? Since he became since he became for the last three years, and this was odd. This was in Dane Burglar's The Beast. And the last three years of Oklahoma football, he's been the leading receiver every year. Yep. He's very, very consistent. And they weren't like a thousand yard seasons or anything, no. which is because they spread the ball out and stuff. But I really like Marvin Mims, and I think that. To me, here's my draft strategy, overall draft strategy that I've noticed in doing the different mock drafts in different places. The second round pick is the one that is most likely to be the trade back candidate. See that we have not talked about that, so maybe we should next save week, that and maybe, talk about that next yeah, week. But, but that's what I feel like. Uh, well, a couple other names I want to throw out there. Just two more names that I want to mention um, because I think, and you have to get them at different places. I like Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State. As a as number four on my list because you can get it's not him in, exciting, but I'm okay with you it. You can get him in the fifth round. It's one of the few guys that you kind of think is probably going to be there after the fourth round. He is 
he is not explosive. He doesn't have the speed, but he is a consummate professional. You, he's a, he's does everything right. Don't you think they need if 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 Xavier Hutchinson is their draft pick in the fifth? They should have already drafted a wide receiver in my mind. Yes, hundred okay. percent. You cannot he, you cannot draft him to be your number one next to or your. I just want to wanted to clarify yes, that. Yes. Like I would be okay with yes. Jade. I wouldn't be happy. I would be okay with Jaden Reed as a third round pick, and that's the first wide receiver you're taking. And he's I, and he's paired with Burks. And he's maybe he's paired with Burks, and okay. maybe you get okay. someone later in the draft. Like if third round by minimum is the first wide you got, receiver. You got to have today. one. Yes, you got to have one. Um, I, I also like Jonathan Mingo out of Ole Miss. Big body. I th- big I could frame. see that being a third round pick. A lot of people aren't yep. very high. People are have gone up on Mingo. And now they're talking about that he's not got a good f- football IQ. And I'm like, dude, that's one of his best perks is his, how yes. he can find his own yes, and sit in it. He's a very smooth player, physical. Yeah. He kind of does a little bit of everything. Again, he's not going to be that explosive elite. Mingo didn't make my list. He's a poor man, Cedric Tillman is what I would call him. He's kind of similar to Tillman, but he's just not yeah. as good at, at all that stuff. But again, physical, balanced. He just doesn't have that elite burst. And Tillman doesn't have that elite burst either. But again... I like receivers who are half a step slow if they if they run great routes. They're physical. They're good contested catcher catch guys. They have a big catch radius. Like I'm okay that's sacrificing why, a tenth of a second if you can do all the other stuff. That's why I like At Perry because I think At Perry. I think Jaden Reed is very much up there as one of the best route runners outside of JSN. And I think eight, I think if you were talking about the best route runners in this class, I'd put JSN and then At Perry. Jane Reed right around there. Okay. Jordan Addison, I guess you could be included in that too. So I look at A.T. Perry. I know that he's projected to go to the third round, but I don't know if he's quite third round level. So if you trade back of the second round and he's there in the fourth, I see a guy that you can build up into a really, really good. I, you're basically getting Corey Davis in my mind. In the third or fourth in round. In the third or fourth yeah. round yeah. of this draft. I, I could be on board with that. I think, I think, Xavier, I think he's a very good compliment to... It's why I like Xavier Hutchinson yeah. as a second receiver taken in this draft class for the Titans, because I think he is Corey Davis in the fifth round, but 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 only if you're complimenting a guy you've got... Or, yeah, got, you would you still have earlier. to get... Like, if you got Tyler Scott and then drafted A.T. Perry, you're set. Yeah, or... You can see what I'm saying? Yes, or let's say you go Scott Mim. Let's say you go Mims in the third round, Hutchinson in the fifth round. I feel good Perfect. about that. Yeah. that. So you got to get two of them, though. You pretty much have to That's get two. That's why I'm not upset with them not attacking the free agent class yep. you know everybody you know chris of course moore, went maybe. off the rails because chris moore got you know signed or he's, whatever he's a warm body to battle with NWF the, 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 the problem the problem is is that you're not mad that chris moore got signed you're mad j- just in case things continue with the medical staff and he has to play a prominent role the problem is you can't sign mike evans to be your wide receiver five this is what happens when you have injuries, <laughs> right, right? Like when you have injuries, right. people that you do, that aren't talented have to step into roles they're not made for. You can't change it. The best strategy, you can't sit there and say, in my mind, man, this is a terrible free agency class that won't need a wide receiver. Oh, fuck. Why didn't we sign a wide receiver? I can't <laughs> believe these losers didn't sign a wide receiver. The, 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 this is why. You're going through this draft class, and you go through this draft, and I know this is the worst top end wide receiver draft class as far as first but it's round. Very good where the Titans it's have the picks. best where you need it. Yes, it's and, very and, good. And if you walked away with two wide receivers, then you have four wide receivers, including Kyle Phillips, that are uh, like what twenty three and under, I guess, maybe even yeah, yeah. you know 
that that to me sounds like the dream better than going out and spending DJ Shark and paying him a bunch of money, and then he only plays five games. And then you guess what? You still got Chris Moore coming in and playing I, DJ Shark's role. I, I do like DJ Shark. Um, I, know, I will but say you this: just can't say healthy. Let me throw a seventh rounder or a UDFA at you guys. Uh, if you think Kyle Phillips, if you're concerned about Kyle, I love Phillips, this name down here. By the way, Jaden, <laughs> he's pointing to Jaden Hazelwood, who was the number one recruit out of high school who went to Oklahoma, I believe, and then transferred back to Arkansas. You could make him a big. Like you can make him like a small tight end if you wanted to. You could split him out wide. He's a big dude. Um, he's also kind of gotten better with time. I like Charlie Jones out of Purdue as a seventh round pick. Maybe people a, a are UDFA. sleeping on Charlie Jones because of Incredibly he's old. Good. But if you go and look at the offense he came from, which was Iowa's offense, if I'm not mistaken, which is, garbage. Which is terrible. Garbage. And he immediately goes to Purdue and he is so good. Number he one is in- athletic. He is, he's everything you're looking for to wide receiver. If you are talking about what Kyle Phillips is and every other little slot receiver in the NFL, uh, yes, many of them are white, but Charlie Jones is the, fits the role. He gets open. He finds space. He manipulates coverage. He has constantly moved around the formation. He is not Cooper cup. That is not what I'm saying. He's smaller than that, but he is a perfect, if you want to, if you want to fight with Kyle Phillips in camp, you get Charlie Jones in the seventh round as your second or third receiver drafted or as a UDFA out of Purdue. I love me some Charlie Jones. Chuck Sizzle, as Gus Johnson likes to call him. I like Ronnie Bell out of Michigan as well. Yeah, I'm a little lukewarm on Ronnie Bell. I'm talking seventh round yeah. and UDFA. So we're not we're talking about right. late, late, late here. I'm just still a little lukewarm. Like Matt Landers would be like a better. That's true. I, or, I like him and Jadon Hazelwood are like my tops. My my favorite guys are guys that come from coaching staffs that we know for sure develop talent. Yeah. Utah, Michigan, there are places that develop talent that you know they're going to be good, especially at certain positions. And I like Jim Harbaugh coach players. I think they are very sound. They may not be elite. They may not be the best players you can have in a draft or whatever. But man. Very, very sound players. Uh, I like Ronnie Bell late, but again, that's seventh round. So what else you got on your list at wide that's receiver? It. I think that's just about it. I don't know what else we could talk about from an offensive standpoint. I think we did it all. Um, all right. Sign up at Sinkers. Go to Sinkers Beverages and sign up to be in the in crowd. We got all kinds of cool stuff coming. Again, VIP allocation, special events. There's going to be some stuff going on in Nashville. There's going to be some giveaways that are going to happen this summer that you are absolutely going to want to be a part of. So go to the in crowd, sign up. They'll send you emails when they get fancy, cool, special boozes that they want you to buy. And we're hosting a draft party right here next Thursday night. Very small private event. We're going to have some giveaways, some trivia, food, all you can eat, all you can drink. And, of course, all the money. Not a lot of money. It's not asking a lot. Tickets are 40 bucks. All the money will go to charity to help the children of Middle Tennessee. So watch the draft. Hang out with Zach. Drink some booze. Eat some Jaspers. And help children. What are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing here? Easy. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. Kingston Group as well. BuildKG.com is the website. Don't make any decisions about your house until you talk to the Kingston group stacking the inbox. Yep. Football and other F words. Yep. All the other great shows. At across the, spot on all, there you go. At Braden Gall, all the other great shows across the 440 sports network. All you guys that have hung out with us today and we're going to see next week. We'll be back on Monday with our defensive explanation. So don't go anywhere, folks. Have a great weekend. Thanks for hanging out with us. This has been a football show.